English game? Do you ever feel the same? Well, maybe we could change. Turn the ship another way. Feel it in the darkness. Sailing right into those jagged cliffs. Yeah. Some say we've always been insane. Hey, life's a foolish game. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode number four of the Screaming Beaver podcast. I'm your host, Jason Jackson. On this episode of the podcast, we have national figure skating junior champion Hannah Dawson and NCJHL champion Ryan Allen. Uh, We sit down and talk about uh, Hannah's figure skating. the pressures, the the amount of training she had to do, what it was like growing up in a competitive uh, setting. Uh, we also go over Ryan's hockey career, uh, what it was like to win the Junior C Championship uh, in 2019, and uh, also their new venture. They're running a power skating uh, course in Vancouver Kill, and uh, what all that entails, and and much much more. So I hope you enjoy this episode. And we're live. I'm here with Hannah and Ryan. How are you guys doing? I'm doing uh, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. good. <laughs> I'm doing all right. Yeah. Uh, what have you guys been up to these days with all the COVID and uh, whatnot? I've been working, trying to stay busy uh, in the gym a lot. Work's kept me busy. I'm trying to play hockey, trying to do a couple things, play beer leagues once in a while. But other than that, it's, it's hard to keep busy, but you can find little little new hobbies to try to keep entertained, I guess. Yeah. And Hannah, what about you? What are you doing? Um, definitely working a lot, doing some uh, catch-up on my schoolwork that I okay. uh, should have been doing, but haven't been doing. Yeah. Um, and then uh, that's about it, to be honest with you. Yeah. So where are you working? I work at the Windsor Tavern. Oh, okay. And I uh, work at Jade Garden, the florist in town. Ah, how'd you get that job there? Uh, a couple connections. A couple connections. Yeah, that's yeah. good. <laughs> Is the the flower busy like busy these days or? It's actually very very busy. Yeah, yeah, we're doing well. Good, good. Okay. I gotta come see. You. I need a plant for my office. So. <laughs> and Ryan, where do you work? Uh, I actually just started getting. A, I just got a full time job about a month ago in youth custody um, up in Ottawa, uh, just off of Walkway. Uh, so basically, consists of like working with youth that have been criminally charged. Uh, like I said, I just got that like about a month ago. I was part time before. Started there back in April, and then end up swimming my way into getting full-time about a month ago oh, that's cool so that's been nice so it's like a jail or yeah yeah it's basically it's it's youth custody it's a ju- like with juvenile um so basically like a youth prison yeah basically um between the ages of 12 to 17 uh we can work with guys that are like uh up to like 19 20 21 based on like their crimes like let's say they commit a crime at like 16 years old they get four years you can see that they, they can be there up until the 20 because Okay. They can't go to adult prison with youth charges, right? Ah, so, okay. That's yeah. interesting. Uh, like, do you have some pretty serious stuff in there? Or? Yeah, literally anything you could think of. We got guys in there. Like, obviously, I can't say too much for confidentiality reasons, but there's guys in there for murders, sexual offenses, robberies, armed robberies. Really? Uh, you name it. Whatever you can think of. They're probably... I probably 
seeing guys charged with it kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and I haven't really, like I said, I haven't, I started there back in April, so haven't been there that long, but so what's your, a couple different things for sure. What's your involvement with the, uh, the inmates? Like, what do you, uh, uh, so basically I mean, my responsibility is basically to try to, it's, it's more of a, I guess, therapeutic prison. You could say like there's, there's prisons that are youth custody up in like Toronto and stuff that there's no, not as much like supervision kind of thing. It basically, they're there to, to do their time. And once they've served their time, they're out and about and going to whatever more for us. It's more strict programming so they're they're in school from monday to friday they're in school there's school programming if they're not participating in school they can be brought out of it and there's you know consequences and stuff like that a lot of them there's they the way that they do things to try to like motivate them is have certain privileges based on your your levels so if you're like you start on yeah you start on certain levels and you have to make your day it's kind of a complicated like situation but you based on your, your good behavior you keep moving up levels and the more levels you you work up the more privileges you can have so for them being in a closed facility and they pretty much strive on their privileges right so oh, okay that's what they want and they said like on your highest levels it's can be stuff from being able to access uh i don't know playing video games later bedtimes um more rec time being able to go to the gym up to the gym uh being able to buy like Every Saturday, they're able to order their own pizza, okay. stuff like that kind of thing. That it's just it promotes to have that good behavior as opposed to just trying to yeah. stir the pot, I guess. Now, is it a co-ed uh, facility or no, is it just males? Just males, right? uh, just males, and we have right now there's three running units with eight eight beds in each unit. Okay. Um, yeah, and so they got up to 24, 24 beds and open, uh, or sorry, twenty four beds and closed, and seven beds in and open. Oh, uh, did you go to school for this or? Yeah, so I took uh, community justice services at Algonquin College. I did two years there, um, and then so basically, it consists like the the program itself consisted of guys that either want to get into like some kind of law enforcement, uh, like say youth custody, uh, a lot of mental health, addictions, group homes, which I did uh, coming out of school as I worked in a group home for for the first year right out of school, and I think that's what helped me get in into what i do now yeah um i was also working there during the summer as well i was working at like the william hay which is like the the youth custody and the group home throughout the summer okay and i was working both those jobs both part-time and then eventually like i said i got full-time about a month ago so then i left i left the group home and just stuck to my to my job that i do have now so do you want to be a police officer eventually or is that the end game or uh at first it was i mean i think it still is um it's obviously a pretty competitive field to get into but I didn't really think that I would get into youth custody as quick as I did. I think typically when you you start off part-time and it takes, I would say probably for the average person, a year, two, three years to get into to, to a full-time position. I kind of just got lucky for being, because I'm bilingual, there's an open position for a bilingual position. And at the time we had no bilingual staff and oh, okay. there was two open positions and maybe, maybe two or three people had applied to it. So I swindled my way into getting getting that, so that was pretty pretty lucky. But good, not complaining. Good. And Hannah, what are you taking in school? You said you were uh, finishing um, up. Yeah, I'm just. I went actually back, and uh, I'm just reading some courses to boost my marks. But I did apply to um, to nursing school. Okay. Um, Ryerson, Trent, and uh, Ottawa U. All right. So I'm kind of just waiting to hear back on that, but yeah. hopefully something comes from that. <laughs> so where are you taking your courses right now? Uh, um, just through uh, Tierra Leger okay. in Alexandria. Yeah. I'm just redoing some courses to pass the time, to be honest with you, because otherwise I'd just be at the 
other ones are working and other than that, not yeah. too much. So. Um, all right, well, we'll move on. Uh, so Hannah was a competitive uh, figure skater. Um, why don't you tell us about your accomplishments there? Uh, yeah, um, I think my biggest, my like my proudest moment, I was a junior Canadian national champion yes. in uh, 2019. So that was that was a big, big moment for me. Um, yeah, I did, I did a lot of actually really cool things with my skating. I, I really traveled, traveled the world. Yeah. Um, with that, and I did pairs and, and single skating, so I got a lot of experience with that, and I went to uh, Canada Games, um, lots of, like, Grand Prix events that we call them um, in Europe. And Oh, really? Yeah. So what's the what's the nicest place in Europe you've been to? Um, I really like Luxembourg. Okay. So it's, like, just, uh, oh, my God, I don't even know. It sounds so bad. I don't even know where to compare <laughs> it to, but... <laughs> it's small. Um, it's very, it's the smallest country in the world. Oh, okay. One of the smallest countries in the world. So um, it's super old-fashioned uh, cobblestone roads and oh, everything. Yeah. So it's just really, like, like you're back in the olden times yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. It's, no, it's very, very neat. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, ty- what type of a time commitment did you have with figure skating? Like, were you able to go to school and do that? No, or no. Um, so it was, like, a... Uh, 12 month a year sort of thing it was five days a week on weekends you did workouts but okay. it was six hours a day uh, five days a week and then a couple hours on the weekends okay it was a big commitment big commitment yeah. so uh for schooling what did you do at that point um i did everything online so okay. i went to i went to grade school until i was in grade six and um then i did some homeschooling until grade nine then i took all of my courses online okay so you- that. You were you were ahead of the game when it came to online uh, learning. Uh. Yeah, everybody was complaining. Oh my goodness, I have to do I have to do online classes. I was like, guys, I've been doing this for like five years. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. With it now. Like, yeah. Well, that's good. Um, so for for workouts and stuff, uh, was it all just on ice stuff, or were you lifting weights? Were you? Yeah, definitely weights and stuff in the gym too. And, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm stronger than I am. Oh yeah. Gym. Yeah. A little competition. <laughs> no. We're gonna have an arm wrestling competition <laughs> yeah, after if you want. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, we did a lot. Uh, I did a lot of um, a lot of workouts. We did uh, like six, seven days a week. Yeah. Of, in the gym, um, a lot of yoga, Pilates, ballet, stuff like that as yeah. well for the artistic side of skating. But but it's a big commitment, and not a lot of people realize how time-consuming, and how difficult the sport really is. Well, that's uh, that's good. Um, so you're not skating anymore, or what's no, the... No, I, uh, I actually retired in May. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was mostly because of COVID, to be honest with you, because it's, it's difficult to explain, because um, my goal really was the Olympics. Okay. But... For to go to the next Olympics, you have to compete in the previous year's world championships. And because there's no um, like international travel right now, it was like physically impossible to compete at Worlds. Yeah. So I would have had to postpone to another four years from now. Well, they must be making some sort of uh, accommodations for um, that. Yeah. So it's basically just. It would be from last year's Worlds. Oh, okay. And I didn't. You I didn't, didn't attend those, so it's right. definitely. You would have been pushed back. If uh, I would have known that, maybe I would have uh, trained a little harder <laughs> last year. Yeah. Um, so, like, have you given up to cold turkey? Or there is there somewhere to go after you retire from active competition? Yeah. Um, I actually, I do a lot of, I do a lot of coaching in, in town, actually, um, at uh, just some can skate and stuff like that. And I have my, 
my coaching levels and I'm just waiting to see where I'm, I'm placed for university and then hopefully find a skating school there that I can help out at. And okay. What about something like uh, Disney on Ice or uh, Ice Capades or that kind of yeah. stuff? Is like, is that um, something that would be possible? Or Yeah, a lot of my friends actually went on like the cruise ships and are skating okay. on the cruise ships. So um, that was definitely something I was sort of looking forward to, but with school and stuff, uh, everything like that, it's definitely my, my priority is school. So yeah. I, if I do that, it'll be, definitely be in like four or five years from now. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, skate's expensive. Very. Very expensive, yeah. <laughs> very, very expensive. Like, I know hockey skates are up to, like, a thousand bucks for, like, the yeah. top of the line so, skates. So, now. our skates are a thousand, and our blades are also a thousand. Oh, you don't even get blades for a thousand bucks. Wow. No, no. So, um, yeah, I was I was actually fortunate enough to be sponsored by um, Boots and Blades, so I got all of mine for free the past four or five years. Oh, nice. So, that, I was very lucky with that uh, that sort of thing, but um, no, they're very, very expensive. So what's the uh, what's the big brand in skates for uh, for figure skates? It really it really depends on the person. I always skated with um, uh, Rye Sport skates and uh, John Wilson blades. Okay. But um, it it really varies on the person. It depends on how your how your foot's formed. Oh, that's cool. And they're all like custom, I would assume. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, so, yeah molded custom, and everything. Yeah. Cool. Uh, was there a lot of pressure to perform uh, as a figure skater? Like, are you... <laughs> an unbelievable amount. Yeah. It was um, from from all points of my life too. Um, you know, like even with family and stuff like that, and from 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 my hometown, I, it wasn't meant to be pressure, but it was definitely like, I don't want to disappoint anybody sort of thing. And then I had a lot of pressure from, from coaches and from sponsorships and from Skate Canada itself. Oh, really? It was just every point. I didn't really catch a break in that sort of thing. You don't <laughs> yeah. realize that it's such a big weight on your shoulders until you're out of it. Then you can breathe and you're like, oh, wow, I, yeah. that was a lot. So well, for for such a young kid, like how old were you when you started skating? I was three years old. Three years old, eh? And uh, at what? Yeah, competitively, I was maybe five, six. Really? Yeah. yeah that's that's a lot yeah. of pressure for a five yeah. or six year old. <laughs> it was it yeah. was intense. I I moved to Ottawa when I was six to start skating, and then I moved to uh, I started in Hawkesbury, then I moved to Ottawa at five or six, and then moved to um, Montreal at eleven. Oh, that's uh, that is a big. Uh, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a Bentley Kill boy. I don't think I could uh, I could move some of the kids could play sports. <laughs> I mean, I do drive my daughter to to Hudson uh, last summer to play uh, play soccer, and that was fine. But mm-hmm. um, I don't uh, I don't know. Seven days a week. Uh, how many hours a day would you spend uh, training? Um, we got there at around nine. We didn't leave till six. Oh, and then you had to go home and do school. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, it was uh, it was a lot. <laughs> that's rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Ryan, you uh, you played hockey, also I did. I also did. skate. Yeah. Um. So tell us about your your hockey career. Uh. Um. Yeah, I think I started. I started a little bit later than I think most. Uh, I started first year at him. Um. I guess the way that I started playing hockey is kind of a funny story. Um. Like I said, I, skate, I skated, I was wearing skates, you know, when I was probably four or five, six years old, just like, you know, public skating in town and stuff, but I didn't actually start playing competitive hockey until I was first year at them. And uh, I had a family friend who, well, sorry, my parents' family friend, like parents' friends who 
was on my dad's case about trying to get me to play hockey and he's like yeah i think you should really get right into playing hockey you know i think you'd like it this that and my dad was kind of like ah you know wasn't really 100 percent sure he's like you know hockey's expensive equipment's expensive what if he doesn't like it then i buy all this equipment and you know i just for nothing little did you know you're gonna grow out of it in a year anyways so. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah um and so he's on his case about it for you know let's say throughout the summer maybe the beginning of the year coming into like september when hockey season starts He's on his case, he's on his case. And then eventually, uh, my dad went out e- went out east to visit some family. And while my dad was out east, my mom had asked me how serious I was about playing hockey. And I said, like, I think it'd be pretty cool. Like, it's definitely, you know, I played playing Glengarry soccer. I played other sports whenever I was growing up. And I always had a, you know, played ball hockey in town with friends. And I was I was a huge sports fan. So I was like, yeah, 100%, I, w- I would like it. So I was like, all right, I'll sign you up. So my mom signed me up <laughs> while my dad was gone to visit family in Halifax or something. Yeah, out east somewhere uh, without, my, without my dad knowing. So he signs me up, whatever. That was probably you know, sometime during the summer, whenever hockey registration is. Then at, they get my they get a phone call, you know, maybe a week or two weeks before our first first practice is going to have going to happen. They, you know, coach calls said, hey, our first practice is on Saturday, you know, whatever time. Ryan's expected to be there. What, what this, that, and the other thing. So then my dad, mom tells, oh, by the way, you got to go out <laughs> this week at some point and buy Ryan some hockey equipment because he's registered to play hockey right. and he's got to be there Saturday morning. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of how things started. And then from there on, it was uh, never looked back, really. Yeah. Was, do, you re- do you remember who your first coach was? Or Yeah, I do. I do. It was uh, Michael Tuzel. Oh, okay, Mike. Yeah, Mike was my coach first year at him, second year at him, and first year Pee Wee. So he was my coach for the first three years definitely owe a lot to him as far as my hockey career began him i i don't even know what to say he i guess saw potential because i guess he put a lot of trust in me i guess to say um put a lot of extra effort i'd go public skating and sometimes i'd see him he'd be like you know if you're coming to public skating here like i'll give you a couple couple tips on what to work on don't just come to public skating for the sake of public skating like if you're gonna come here work on a couple little things and I did do that, and I, I followed like his tips and whatnot. Um, so yeah, for the first for the first three years, he was my coach, and he uh, yeah. definitely did a lot for me. I should say he was uh, he was very involved in the minor hockey when uh, I started coaching. Was uh, midget? They didn't have any midget coaches, so uh, I had been coaching girls basketball for years probably 10 years of coaching girls basketball I coached your aunt uh, Kate oh my god <laughs> and um so uh yeah they came and asked me if I wanted to do uh switch over to hockey so uh, Mike was our vice president at the time right and uh so I I worked with him uh quite a bit so he was yeah he was really dedicated do you know where he is now or I don't I haven't seen him in a while but uh yeah, no, I don't know. I think, like I said, I don't know what hockey is like now, like as far as minor hockey, but I remember when I was starting out, especially like not necessarily my first year, but my second, third year as I started to improve, we only had like 50 minute games, right? Like ice times where it was a 50 minute game. You had like, you know, the first two periods were two tens and a 12 and we only had two lines, right? So, I mean, like we had six forwards and I think like looking back on it, the amount of ice time and opportunity that he had given me I, I said that we're going back to like having that trust in me I think like he 
you you play like a you play a shift and then you know you come to get off and someone from the other line would be either hurt or you know something wrong with their skate and be like Ryan are you okay to stay out there yeah yeah, yeah. of course like so <laughs> you know all I want to do is be out there yeah so he's like all right stay with the other line you know then I come to get off again with the go but then he's like now it's my line's turn to go back on again yeah so he's like well now I'm not gonna mix up the line so stay out there so you're like constantly you know at that age I think like it's a hundred percent fine to have that much ice time because you're learning you're gonna make mistakes you're gonna you're you know. 9, 10, 11 years old, so much energy to burn. Yeah. And I think that's a huge step as to why I got, was able to improve the way that I think I did. Yeah. And you can say what you want, but coaches want to win. Um, you know, even though they, they keep on telling you it's supposed to be non-competitive and this and that, but at the end of the day, uh, you really do want to win. So if you got to ride your hot, uh, hot hand, you ride your hot <laughs> hand. Um, so what else was we going to ask you? Uh, yeah. So from, uh, from Bentley Kill, did you move on to Double A at some point, or yeah? So I played. Well, like I said, I played my first three years in Bentley Kill. My first, my my two years Adam, my first year Pee Wee, then my second year I played QPGL in town as well. Um, Jan Holland was my coach at the time, and Charlie McEwen was an assistant coach. Uh, we had a my first three years. We had I think it was the first rough three years. We didn't really have great teams. Um, we struggled. We were definitely at the bottom. Uh, but my second year Pee Wee, we had a very very good team. Uh, we ended up making the finals that year. We ended up losing Castleman. That was my year there. And that's my first first year that we, like I say, we saw, saw some success in, in Vancouver Kill, and it was good. And then from there on, me and my, my friend, my other friend from Vancouver Kill, Thomas McEwen, we both went to play double-A uh, Cobras. And that was first year Bantam. And we played there till, uh, well, I played there till I was second second year midget. Uh, Thomas and like, Thomas ended up leaving a little bit earlier due to like sports injuries and stuff. But yeah, I ended up playing my first my two years in Bantam, and then first year midget, and then my second year midget. I split between playing Cobras and uh, Junior C in Vancouver. Okay, uh, who else was on that Pee Wee team that was uh, really good? You, Thomas. Oh yeah, th- yeah. Thomas was our goalie. Um, Thomas was your goalie. Thomas Thomas was our goalie. Yeah. I thought he was a defenseman. No, no, he was our goalie. He he played. He was my goalie. Well, who put which McEwen played? Uh... That was Charlie. His older brother was a player. Oh, okay. Yeah, his older my, brother. My bad. Um, yeah, Thomas, my goalie. But yeah, so first first year Pee Wee, second year Pee Wee, and then from my first year Bantam all the way to midget minor, and then yeah. So uh, yeah, so back to your question on the PGL team, we had uh, who do we have? We had Neil Clellan. Neil Clellan. Oh, okay, yeah. Good player there, Duncan. Clattery. Good skateboarder. Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah, uh, Duncan Clotworthy wasn't scared of nothing. He guys wasn't very big, but man, did he like to hit. And he was a defenseman, and he didn't give two shits about how big the guy was. Yeah, <laughs> um, him, Nick Collard, uh, Curtis Mahan was on our team back then. Oh, okay, um, uh, Shane Kuzno was a very very fast skater. Uh, damn, off the top of my head, a long time, a long time ago, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like you said, we we had a very good team. We were, I think, a lot more second year PBs and first year PBs yeah. at the time too. So I think that helped as far as like age and stuff. But yeah, we ended up playing Castleman, lost in the finals to a very very good Castleman team. Which I think, looking back, the amount of players that I know on that team then who went on to go play juniors or whatever, like you know, junior C, junior B, junior A, like there was a lot of good good players on that team for sure. Um, but I think Castleman lost one game the entire year. And they won every single tournament they participated in, and we ended up being we beat them once in the finals, and we tied once, and we ended up losing the other two games. We lost the finals, but we definitely gave them a run for their money. Good, good. 
Um, now, was there wild when you uh, when you were playing or? Yeah, they so wild started back then was first year bantam. So my cobras team that I played for bantam the year before, like my age group, they they were playing pv major at the time they had won the, the, the league that year and they had a very like a really really strong team and they lost uh i would say like at least six seven players from their from the championship team in pv that went on to go play bantam minor like the year up like the next level the next age group went to go play for the wild at bantam minor so there was a lot of a lot of spots to be filled, I guess. Yeah. I went to go try for the Cobras. Oh, okay. Um. So then I essentially ended up making that that Bantam minor team. So, so that was like the first year of the Wild. First year of the Wild yeah. was Bantam minor, yeah. Uh, and that that Wild team was also a very. I think they, that Wild team won the championship their first year, I believe. Okay. I blame the Wild for uh, all the hardship uh, that we have in the rural uh, teams. Um, it's just, I, I think there's too many, uh, levels now. Uh, like when, when double A was the top level, Hamish Cunning and I talked about this yeah. on our first podcast, but, uh, right now you got, you got two wild teams, you got two Cobra teams, you got two rep B teams before you get back to our Vancouver Kill team, yeah, Vancouver Kill Hawksbury yeah, team, right? Keep, numbers keep going down as the years go on. And... Yeah. It's just, uh, it's just too hard. Um, our B hockey when we were kids was two years combined, uh, same as your rep right. B would have yeah. been or your uh, PGL. Well, I, I know whenever I started when I was when I was playing, um, my even my second year, Adam, we were forced to ice a PGL team before a house league team. Yeah, and not to say we, we were we had some good players, but you know, like I said, like if your first commitment is to ice it, like a, a contact team. We weren't at the level. We didn't have the numbers to go, but that was the way that it was. And we, and then as we got older, we were able to just in Vancouver alone. We were able to have a PGL team. Hawksbury had a PGL team. Saint Isidore had a PGL team. But now you look at like the numbers there. You try to you could. They, I know they looked at combining all three, and you still weren't able to have yeah. the numbers because you said the Cobras teams, the Wild teams, they're all taking guys that are. Yeah, so I blame Hawksbury for that that rule about you had to ice a PGL team because they, <laughs> they would sandbag and and come in with just a nation team, like three nation teams, yeah. and uh, be full of guys that should have been playing PGL. And uh, I was coaching, uh, my first year coaching, I coached uh, Midget Nation uh, with Jason Hall, and uh, the Hawksbury team would just kill us because they were full of guys that should have been on the PGL team. Yeah. And they didn't care if they took penalties. They take body contact penalties because <laughs> it didn't matter. The score is twelve to nothing for for them, and so um, yeah. I, I just I, I think like as far as having those like band like I know like Wild starts at Pee Wee now. I think like yeah, like you have your your AAA teams, your Cobra team. It's fine to have to have players playing the highest level they can. But that being said, I don't think there's a, there's it's necessary. At a, such a young age, once you get to like Bantam, and you know people start to develop, then okay, sure, like you want to play these higher levels, but you still want to have some competitiveness within within your yeah. smaller towns, of course, right? Like yeah, uh, Hannah, for figure skating, like at what age do you have to kind of move up to that next level if you're you're gonna make it? Like, is there a... It's, it's very young for us, actually. It's, yeah. It's, uh, you know, we have, like, a competitive uh, side, and we call it a star skate side. So, competitive and star skate. And if you go on star skate, it's more of, like, a... You do it for fun and so on and so on. And competitive, you normally start at around 
six, seven. So if you want to go in competitively, then you go in and that's your choice. And it's it's hard to go back on it. And especially if you go in Starskate first. Yeah. But it's, it's a very young, very young decision. So you don't see anybody that's uh, 10 or 12 years old making the leap from uh, Starskate to competitive? Uh, no, uh, not normally. Not normally. Really, yeah, yeah no. It's a very it's a very competitive sport, and if you're not in it from the beginning, then then it's hard to get into it afterwards. Yeah, uh, like we had a hockey player in town here, Andrew Allen, a uh, friend of mine. Uh, he actually got cut from the uh, the Bantam uh, PGL team, so he played Bantam uh, Nation, probably the best Bantam Nation player ever to uh, <laughs> lace up the skates in Bankley Hill, and he went on to uh, to dress for the Florida Panthers, and uh, he's working in the That's NHL now. Yeah, I know he had a pretty good. Uh, Pretty good career. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, you uh, you went on to junior C? Yeah. So, then whenever... Yeah, I played my, yeah, my midget minor year cobras. And then as a 16-year-old, I was exploring options as to what I wanted to do. Um, essentially, obviously, it was my first year eligible to play juniors. So, I, I wanted to go... I debated seeing if I wanted to make the jump to play for the wild... I want, I, I essentially it was junior B would have been my first choice. I went to the junior B trials. I felt like I had a pretty good tryout, but at the time you were only allowed one 16 year old at, the, at that junior B level. Um, and so then my decision came to either playing, so I went to the junior C tryouts and I had made, made the, the Cougars. And then, so my decision was like, if I want to go back Cobras for another year and then make the jump juniors later on or stick with the Cougars. And I felt like I had, played my played my minor hockey enough and I was like you know what? I think I want to make this jump and so then I ended up playing for the first I would say 10-12 games for the Cougars and things things started off really really well um and then essentially I think I was just a little younger a little bit more to learn I think so then I ended up going back to play for the for, for the Cobras for, and finish off the year there and then I ended up playing finishing all my season but then I still ended up had the opportunity to be a call-up for the Cougars throughout the year played you know, from five to ten games as a call up throughout the year, and then I played the, all the playoffs there. I played ten games as a as a or pretty much the, the whole playoffs with the Cougars. Then and then they ended up making the finals that year actually, and we lost in the finals to Embram. But uh, yeah, so it was a little bit of a mix up as a sixteen year old year. But I think I, I I was able to get the experience on both sides, so I, at least I had a had an idea of what it was like kind of thing. Yeah, well, that's that's good. Uh, so you lost in the finals that year. Um... But it eventually worked out for you in the end. It did, it yeah. did. Yeah. Finished off with a, on a good note for sure. On a good note, yeah. Um, there was a series against uh, South Grenville uh, that uh, I remember they came, their fans came into our, into our building and they were organized. They had uh, all had jerseys on. They had chants ready. They had... Um, it was just unreal. What team were you cheering for? Were you happen to be there? Or? Um, yeah, and I'm probably gonna get a lot of hate from this for being, <laughs> for being uh, from Bankley Kill, but I was uh, remember sitting with uh, Joey Kelly. Oh, and, we're uh, sitting with Joey. Yeah, and sitting on the South Grenville side, and um, probably gonna get uh, a lot of hate from this. The doors out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I ch- changed my mind pretty quickly throughout the game yeah 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 well, i remember amy and i uh, got up and kind of just walked to the other <laughs> side <laughs> yeah no it was it was a good series that was kind of the series that uh, turned it around when you guys uh you guys won that and uh, it was um yeah definitely the toughest one it was it was a tough series i think uh i remember 
Man, it was game, game six. We were down we were down three. No, we were up three. No, it was two two. The series was two two, so it was game game five. And we were down three goals going to the third period. And yeah, we're down like five two, game five. And I if we would have lost that game going into game six, I I knew we were gonna be missing a couple of players into that next game. And things would have been tough. And I remember I don't know how we ended up scoring three goals in that third period. We tied it up. 5-5, five, five, we went to overtime, we won 6-5, we went up 3-2 instead of going down 3-2, which was huge, and then we went back home for game six, and we won game six, and that was that, but if we would have lost that game, I I don't know if we would have been able to pull it out, yeah. Pull it out, yeah. yeah. And then you played uh, Clarence in the finals? Yeah, we played Clarence, yeah, we played Clarence in the finals. And so. you were a big underdog in that one, they barely lost any games they, all they year. They didn't there. lose more, I think. I think I remember our coach saying, Frankie, don't blame me. I remember saying after we won, he says they didn't lose more than two games in a row all season. And we swept them in four. But yeah. I remember even even think I remember after we beat South Grenville, we were waiting on the Clarence and North Dundas series. And I liked our chances a lot better against Clarence than I did against North Dundas. Oh, really? And I remember thinking that um, like right, right, right away. Um as far even though Clarence, like I said, they were a good team. They had they you know they won first in the league. They weren't physical. They weren't. They had like some skill. Like obviously some skilled guys. Obviously did well for being a first place team. But that North Dundas team, they were they were a lot more physical. They were a lot more chippy. They were they easily get under my skin. I yeah. had a lot of guys I used to play with when I played minor hockey against, and just guys that like you're just tired of seeing kind of thing. At the yeah, end of the yeah. Day. And I remember thinking to myself, I was like, if North Dundas makes that finals, like. I'm gonna to have to be able to keep my cool because team full of Brad Marchands out there. Pretty much, yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, then the the final night, the uh, game four, Pond Rocket. We were we were sorry not to see you in the Pond Rocket that year, but uh, yeah, yeah, understandable. No. I mean, you know, I don't know. I think I was what four, at least four or five years in a row that I was there, and uh, yeah, obviously it wasn't easy not playing, but obviously it came out for the best. I remember. I remember, especially the Friday night when, you know, all the guys, all my friends are participating, all the guys, they're all going out, doing their thing, having fun. It was tough to sit back and watch and go home and go to bed early, but... Uh, uh, for people who are not from Bank of Kill, the Pond Rocket uh, Cup is a 4-on-4 four four hockey tournament that I just happened to run, and uh, I think we're in our oh, 15th or 16th year, and uh, Ryan's played in it for uh, for several years. Uh, he, Brought in a team full of junior B guys and uh, and did very well in it. So um, it just so happened the uh, game four of the junior C finals uh, two years ago uh, fell on the Saturday of the Pond Rocket, and uh, so we we moved some games up so that uh, they'd be able to play at home and didn't have to go play in Hawkesbury. And uh, it was uh, probably the biggest party we've ever had. Uh, Everyone thanks you for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was a huge party afterwards. Uh, the Pond Rocket's a pretty big party to start with, but then uh, put the Junior C Championship on top of that. It was uh, it was pretty unreal. So, um, yeah. So what was it like uh, when you finally uh, won it? There was that. Oh, it was crazy. It was crazy. Like I said, the Friday night, I obviously wanted to play in it, but. I went home, went to bed, went to bed pretty early, knowing that, you know, it was all going to be worth it the Saturday night, at least hoping. And uh, I, the whole day, I, I knew there was going to be a lot of people there. I mean, the, like the Pond Rocket itself brings out a huge crowd, like you said. And throughout our playoffs for the Cougars, we were bringing out some pretty decent crowds for the first round, second round. So 
you know, a combination of both. Obviously, knew there was going to be a lot of people. I remember just being at home, sitting around, not really doing much the Saturday, kind of just bored as all can be, waiting for the game. Because, I mean, it was a 9 o'clock start, too, so yeah. it's a, it was a later later time than usual. And I just didn't know what to do with myself. And So, yeah, like, the nerves, nerves were definitely kicking in. So, and I went to, I think I went to the rink, it was maybe 5, 6 o'clock, and I was just kind of waiting around all day, just, you know, hanging around, doing whatever. And like going on going on the ice i remember like for that game and like leading everything leading up to it i was like it was crazy i never had seen i've never played in front of that many people in my life i don't know i don't know how many how many people that rink can hold but yeah there was there was quite a bit there it wasn't holding any much (laughs) much more anyway upstairs was packed the rink was packed it was uh it was good um every every time we've won the championship it's uh it's been like that uh um and we've we've gone to the finals a few years, and I think we lost it in Castleman one year. But like the whole town went out to. Uh, it's too bad the town doesn't support the team during the regular season like they do in the playoffs. Uh, the playoffs seem to bring bring the people out, especially when you For get sure, deep yeah. in the playoffs. So yeah, no, like, like I said, it was hadn't hadn't seen that many people. I mean, obviously the nerves are kicking in, but uh, I like even throughout the game, it was just so loud. I remember sitting on the bench and like just like even halfway through the game, just kind of like taking a soaking it all in kind of thing just looking around i remember like i had all my friends and whatever on one side of the one side of the ring just wreaking havoc obviously they had <laughs> a couple couple pepsis throughout the day so pepsis. <laughs> they yeah were, uh, they were having a good time too yeah which which friends would those be you want oh, to name any names here or oh, i i could say uh i remember peter veloci uh Hopping on the boards and shaking the whole boards. I think he was gonna give us a penalty or something. Yeah, we would have been on the penalty kill, and I would have to, to give it to him after that. But there, he's lucky those guys could still stand after the amount that they drank at that tournament. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're you're a junior C champion. You're a national uh, <laughs> champion, and uh, you're starting up a little uh, business together. Is that right? Yeah, more or less. Um... Ryan, you want to explain? Well, Ryan's been doing all the talking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but you know, with uh, especially with COVID and everything, I, I feel like it's definitely an important thing to get the kids, kids from town, back on the ice. And I mean, like, I don't know how how it really works for hockey. I know for skating, it's it's very slow starting back up right now. We have one, two classes a week, and that's about it. So I think. Um, yeah, as I said, I don't know how it works for hockey, but I think if you can get even that extra practice in that extra hour, it, it definitely counts towards something. Yeah. Um, I did, I did a, a little bit of power skating, um, like coaching last year, um, with Alex Compo. Um, and I do, I do a lot of coaching for figure skating in Montreal and in, and in, in town, but, uh, no, I think it, I think it's really good for the kids just to be with their friends on the ice and not have the the pressure of, of competition, whatever, and just to have fun and kind of learn from both sides of the figure skating and hockey aspect. So is, uh, is like a stride for figure skating much different than a hockey stride? Is it kind of the same? Um, like, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it is for, for hockey skaters. We kind of go from the, the ball of the foot, but we have to be careful because we have the picks too. So, yeah. um, can't go too, too much forward. Ryan, don't say anything. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, yeah. No. We have the we have the picks and and we have a we have a really sharp heel as well. So it's not the curved as the, the hockey skates. Yeah. So, um, it's definitely a lot different. Uh, so I've had to I definitely had to adapt. And I've been talking um, 
to my cousins like Reed, Reed Cunning, Garrett Cunning, yeah. Drew and all them. So I'm talking to them. I'm like, okay, so like, how do you guys push? Because this is how I push <laughs> going on like Ryan's uh, ODR in last winter. And they're kind of just like teaching me how they do. They like, they put me on hockey skates, Ryan hockey, Ryan's hockey skates. I'm surprising they fit me, but anyway. Are your feet are that small? Or? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and um, I could not skate in hockey skates. Oh, I, really? No, I could, uh, I could not. I fell multiple times, and I uh, remember the kids making a lot of fun of me, but, you know, uh, no, it, it, it was fun. and But, yeah, it's definitely a lot different. I was not expecting that difference from uh, hockey to figure skating. Yeah. Um. So are you going to be teaching in figure skates or hockey skates? Uh, I will be in figure skates. You'll be in figure skates. The kids want me on my face the entire time. <laughs> um, so you've got your coaching levels for figure skating, or yeah. Uh, well, it's um, I have my 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 can skate level and my level one for figure skating, and next step is definitely taking a power skating uh, course. Yeah. But um, I've done so much of it, and I had a lot of personal trainers growing up that did a lot of hockey and figure skating so I'm, I've actually called a couple of them up um, recently to talk about it and they give me a lot of pointers and honestly like you don't you, I shouldn't say you don't need it but um, you don't yeah you don't necessarily need the credentials to be able to teach it um, Shelly Kettles does a lot of stuff with the with the sense and I talked to her about it as okay. well and she kind of gave me some some tips and pointers on on uh, how to coach and what to what motions to go through what exercises to do so, uh, you got some examples for us or <laughs> yeah like a lot of just you know uh, figure skaters use use their bodies um a lot more hockey players kind of just like muscle through things like oh like it's fine like okay i'll get through it you know and figure skaters well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but figure skaters have to have the balance have to have um because we have to have the artistry and everything in it as well so to have like the <laughs> I see you laughing at me. Um, no, but to have like the the perfect perfect position on the ice, it's definitely it's definitely a lot harder to do. So it's just like um like simple things like slalom down the ice, one foot, two feet backwards. Yeah, edge work like and a lot of edge work. Yeah. Um is definitely what I'm gonna be working on and Ryan can do what he wants on the other side <laughs> of the ice, but <laughs> that's definitely what I'm gonna be working on because I I really do think it's an it's important for I don't necessarily know for hockey skaters, but you know every every edge in skating counts. If you go on an inside instead of an outside, you lose a point. Yeah. And every point counts in skating. And yeah, so yeah. Uh, the the Wayne Gretzky of uh, of power skating is a girl named Laura Stam. Okay. Um, I've got her book I think on the shelf over there, and uh, yeah, she's like the she's like the pinnacle of power skating. Um, okay. But uh, I think I think she does teach in uh, in hockey skates, but um, it's a lot on the strides and like the, the length of your stride and mm -hmm. and this kind of stuff along with the the edge work. So uh, so yeah, uh, Haley signed up for your uh, your course on Wednesday. Yes, so. yes, I'm very excited. Uh, do you guys have a name for your uh, venture? Or? No. Nope. <laughs> yeah, no. I think we're just kind of waiting to see how things play out. Yeah. You know, Ry Ryanna's. Uh, <laughs> does anyone call you Ryanna or no? Like. Uh, yeah. Was, was Brad, Brad Pitt and Angelina? They were. <laughs> what were they? Uh, 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 God. Uh, Brangelina. Brad. Brad yeah. Brangelina. Well, you guys are Ryanna. There we go. Yeah. No. Not yet. But I mean, I think like like I say, it, it, it's something we're kind of just wanting to start up. It's a new idea. Um. 
obviously we'll see how much interest there is within the area. Yeah. Kind of go from there. And if it becomes something bigger that people are more interested in, then we'll explore that option, I guess, I guess later on. But yeah. Uh, Steve Barton, I think, was the last person to run power skating uh, I did. I did. in Vancouver. Kill. I did Steve's, Steve's, Steve's uh, power skating, and it was super useful. Super, I like, like I said, like the technicality that goes behind hockey players nowadays, too. Like, everything is so technical. You've lost the physicality part of, like, hockey. I don't think is there anymore. So now it's all come down to, like, the skating, the speed. That's, that's, a, that's the new thing, right? It's how hockey's played now. And I think, like, it's something to be taught, and maybe it's not as definitely why you're living from figure skaters yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know if you guys have seen the uh, the videos but there's a video from some school in russia and they've got everything on the ice you can imagine tires and yeah. ropes and you, they say that you're like in europe it's a huge it's a huge thing now and yeah like i said like you watch you watch any kind of hockey game now it's all about speed it's all about technic- like you know the technical the power skating people do that throughout the summer to try to work on their their edge work the speed is like i said it's yeah it's 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 relevant now right like but so are you going to be working with pucks or is it just going to be strictly skating yeah um i think if at first i want to do strictly skating i mean as much as me growing up i was all about pucks of course but i think i want want to implement implement for like skating at first and then as that goes on implement pucks like you know after a few sessions maybe like like i said everything is all about repetition and trying to do that and once you perfect that then or do well at that then you bring in pucks and try to do it all with a puck and you know and then it becomes any game situation right yeah and i think like we said like just kind of going back to why we thought this was a good idea the covid was obviously a huge a huge reason because kids aren't the youth aren't out there anymore don't have that that opportunity but at the end of the day too i mean maybe you can speak on that as more but i think like i remember when i was playing i i, I was assistant coach for my brother's hockey team he played midget he was playing midget for the fusion team and they had, you know, three lines and you're playing a 15 minute game. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, like that's something that's, I don't know why that ever became a thing, but at the end of the day, I don't think there's enough hockey played in the area for the money that like it is. I mean, going back when I was Adam, I'm sure it's either just as expensive, if not more than what it was back then. And like they said, you had two lines, playing a 15-minute game. Now you're midget, 14, 15, 16 years old, playing three lines in a 15-minute game. You're only getting three shifts a period. Yeah, so it it really comes down to the numbers, right? So uh, what probably happened there is they had enough, they probably had 30 kids. It's not enough for three teams. It's really too much for uh, two teams, but if you had to pick, um, my first year midget, we were 10 players and there were some games that I never came off the ice. Yeah. Like I honestly played the entire game uh, just because we had seven players yeah. because people are hurt. People are, you know, um, suspended. Uh, we had a guy named silver on my team who, who spent more time in the penalty box than, uh, <laughs> than he did on, uh, on the ice. Um, I killed penalties. So I got, I got more playing time because of it, but um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it's tough. Uh, I come down to the, the same thing. Like I run the soccer teams in Vancouver Kill, and um, if I have to choose between a big team and a small team, I always choose a small team because the players get more playing time and I can always call up kids from the younger exactly. level to come and up I and fill. Like, and you think of, if, 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 I know I've watched, especially when I was playing in Vancouver Kill, there's a lot of fusion, te- fusion teams that played before us. And I watch these guys that are old enough that are trying to like, 
if they're not once they've hit midget, they're gonna go on to play junior C and stuff. And like our like I said, our championship team, we had easily five six guys that came out of that fusion team that were very good hockey players. Um, but like say you play a fifteen minute game, and with three lines, you're not getting that much ice time. And let's say someone gets hurt and they're on the ice, that kills four or five minutes. And then the zamboni buzzes, yeah, and you you have six minutes on the on the on the clock left to play. And you're down a goal. Yeah. That, so it's, it's all, it, it sucks. So PGL used to be uh, like, so the, the B hockey we had here used to be an hour and a half games uh, for Bantam and Midget, I believe. Definitely Midget. Uh, and I think Bantam as well. So uh, when it went just to House League, that's when they got rid of the uh, the hour and a half games just yeah. down to an hour. And it all comes down to money, right? Of course, so, of course, yeah. Um, that's just the... Well, like I said, going back to like, like I said, I just wanted to like, you know, as far as that goes, just just bring in a little bit more hockey, a little bit more opportunity. And like I said, I, I would love to get in coaching one day, but unfortunately, because like work schedule, I work shift work, I can't do that. Yeah. And I think this is just the way of like giving it. back a little bit and get sharing this, some experience and get a job as an assistant coach. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, it's definitely uh, something to to look into. Co coach. It's something that you like said just just to give back. I've had a lot of experience doing it. I've like I said, I've done power skating. I've done whatever as far as hockey experience and kind of just something to like I said, have a passion for the game and just yeah. get it back essentially um so yeah my daughter Haley will be out uh, on the ice with you guys and she needs a lot of help <laughs> uh, she, she's got she's got Hopefully one yeah <laughs> no she doesn't listen to him I don't think she's got one speed and it's uh whether she's going forward backwards it's all the same speed she's a pretty good backwards skater but uh yeah forward she just doesn't she just can't seem to accelerate at all, so I expect you guys to fix that <laughs> one night. Lots of pressure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Guys uh, gonna ask for reimbursements. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I'll give I'll give you two nights and then we'll see. As long as I see some improvements. So um yeah, so you got guys you have to come up with a name. That's uh I think that's so, a that might thing. have like say we were just, as long as it catches on, builds some interest and if this becomes uh something that people like, I mean I think like I said it's a new idea and if it does then We'll yeah. go from there. We'll have to have a name for sure. Yeah, seriously. If anybody has any suggestions on uh, <laughs> oh, Screaming Beaver yeah, I, uh, Facebook page. <laughs> I got a lot of flack for uh, calling the podcast the Screaming Beaver. So. How'd that come about? Uh, I wanted to call it... Uh, I don't know if I should tell this. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to call it the Blue Beaver. I just wanted something Canadian. So I was looking at moose and I was looking at, at beavers and, and stuff like that. So um and i was looking up websites and i found out that blue beaver is like a uh, blue balls but for women <laughs> and i didn't know this so obviously that was that was out right there so um the story i've been telling people is that i was driving to work and i was fiddling with the radio and i was passing billy allen's house and i looked up and there was a beaver on the road and uh, so i like slammed on the brakes and started screaming and then the beaver looked at me and he screamed <laughs> and then i went to work and i i went on godaddy to see if uh screamingbeaver.ca was available and that's how i got the uh the name but uh, i have been getting a lot of flack for it so <laughs> and then i uh coincidentally i i put it up on youtube and so I wanted this, like just the, uh, the first couple episodes and I wanted to see if, um, if it was up there. So I Googled screaming beaver and my podcast wasn't there, but what I did find was a Bose beer tasting cause they have a beer called the screaming beaver. Uh, so I, I quickly wrote Steve Beauchene, the owner and apologized for stealing the name. 
and uh, he was he was fine with it. He thought it was funny. Um, I don't know if I had heard it, and and just as I don't drink, so I just put it in the back of my mind. And then when I came up with the name, I uh, came up with Screaming Beaver, and maybe stole it uh, subconsciously. But anyway, uh, Steve's going to come on the podcast, and uh, he can uh, we can straighten that out. <laughs> we'll get a we'll get a bottle of Screaming Beaver, and he can uh, we can talk about it. So. Yeah. So, Hannah, do you have any good uh, figure skating stories? Anything funny that's happened to you along the way? Oh, my goodness. Um, God, there's so many. There's so many. I don't even know. Uh, I don't even know where to start. Um, Pick the best one. That's always the best place to start. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I, don't, I honestly don't know where to, where okay. to talk about. Okay, you um, think of one. We'll go to Ryan. Yeah, I'm sure Ryan's yeah, got lots of hockey seriously. stories. Ah, can... jeez. Uh, I mean, obviously, best experience, got to say, go back to, to winning the a, a championship. Finishing my career in Vancouver Hill, where it started, is definitely, and at the end of the day, anyone who plays hockey, you want a ring. I yeah. think that would it boils down to, and I think that's the best thing. I think I'm going to cherish that forever. But that being said, I wish that I could remember everything <laughs> leading up to it. Not even... Not even during the like I'm not even talking like after the game after what happens afterwards, but I'm talking during like that last two minutes of the game where you know that like you have it sealed. Yeah, I don't remember anything. Oh no, nothing. Like, eh? I, like I said, full sober <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like leading up to it, the the moments leading up, and you just knowing that like it it was so surreal that like you you're you're gonna win, but at the same time, this is the end. That, yeah, that's it. It's a great way to go out, but. It's a love. It was a love hate thing, right? And like I said after after we won, everything leading up that first, even till half, it took me like half an hour until we were in the room. Just everything soaked it all in. It was just like something you just don't don't remember. And I said it hadn't had a drink in me at this point. Yeah. <laughs> but like it's it, it was you don't remember anything. You kind of just see black and yeah. everything's from there. And it's my first, second, third best experience of hockey. You know, like if I were to say this. If I were to say the next best in line, I wouldn't even know yeah. what to compare it to. But so, so are you playing beer league now, or are you playing yeah, that Tuesday? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I guess after after I had finished playing in Vancouver, there was a new league that started up in in the area. I guess Eastern Ontario. It was a senior league. Yeah. Um, I played in that last year. Good league. Um, How does it compare to junior C? Um, better, or worse. Uh... It's tough. Uh, I guess better at the end of the day because you got you a lot more physical, a lot better, but such a huge variety of players, right? You guys, guys that got like, we're like good junior B, junior C players. You got guys that played Division One in the states. You got guys that played in the OHL. You got guys that played pro hockey. In your oh, world. okay. So, so you guys a huge, huge variety of players, and like I said, the physical aspect. You guys are playing from guys that are twenty to thirty-five years old. So the physicality. You got guys that are they're big guys. Um, yeah. So as far as that, like. I mean, anyone who knows me, I like to rough it up, a rough little it bit. up a little bit when I was playing juniors. But you yeah, know, you know your you know your your place when you're playing in that league. You know when to shut up and not not say too much, or else you gotta you gotta put your money where your mouth is, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. and like I said, there's some some big guys there. But as far as what it compares to junior C, I think it was it was it was definitely a lot quicker, a lot more physical, but n- nonetheless a, a good league. But like I said, this year with COVID, I, mean, I don't think it's going to happen. So I just kind of, like I said, playing beer leagues on the here in town when I can. And 
Yeah, I've I played with you a couple times, and I noticed you always come down my side on the. Uh, <laughs> like he'll he'll actually cross the ice. He'll be he'll be playing left wing, and I'll be playing left defense. And like I'm as far away from him as possible, but somehow he manages to cross the ice, come down my side, go around me, or go through my legs, and get me all twisted up, and and then score a goal. And I'm like laying in the corner cursing him. So did you come up with a funny story uh, oh, for us? Uh, funny, maybe not, but <laughs> entertaining. I, I just, uh, most embarrassing. Most oh, embarrassing. <laughs> um, I've definitely fallen on my head a couple of times. Oh yeah. Uh, been, yeah, we all have. Yeah, I've been dropped uh, ten feet in the air from a partner. Oh really? Face first into the boards. That was that was a fun time. Um, no, but I think... Uh, Do you lose points for that, or...? Oh, yes, 100%. Yes. <laughs> they might have given you a couple brownie points because they felt bad for the bruises and everything. Yeah. No. But uh, when, I won, when I won nationals, that was, that was... It was such a weird thing. Like, I don't remember being on the ice. And I, I remember, like, you know, as soon as you get off the ice, you sit and we have a kiss and cry. So you sit in that and you're with your coaches and they have a TV beside the boards and you watch your replays and watch what the judges are putting on, like, this is only in bigger events, but you watch what the judges, like what marks they're giving you. And I remember watching it and I'm being like, oh my God, I don't remember doing any of this. So it's total like muscle memory. But I remember before getting on the ice, all my competitors came into the room. They're like, oh my God, the judges are so hard tonight. If you're not perfect, you're going to get nothing, like no points, blah, 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 just on and on and on. So I'm talking to my coach, I'm like, oh my god, like, I'm, I, if I make one mistake, like, I'm done, like, I'm not gonna win, like, that's, that's the end of it. Now, were you favored to win, or how No, that... not even. Oh, no. Um, I really, well, it's yes and no, like, in skating, it's, it's really political, and, um, because I was from Ontario, I skated in Quebec, I, they weren't super happy about that, obviously, because, so, like, the Quebec coaches wanted me to represent Quebec, but I wanted to represent, like, thank you, Hawkesbury area, so I was definitely still for Ontario, and then the Ontario coaches were mad, and judges I was mad, were mad that I was skating in Quebec, so it was just a huge conflict oh, okay. of everything and everything, um, and I was kind of, like, the, really the underdog, and then all of a sudden, I remember, like, he's, like, everybody just falling and falling and falling and falling and I just like got <laughs> on the ice and I was like oh god if I fall like once I'm good twice eh, it's iffy but I remember like skating like perfectly and I've never ever had that feeling before I got off the ice and I looked at my coach and I was like everybody seems to be really happy for me and I like I don't remember what I did and she's like okay sit down and watch like you'll be fine <laughs> so I remember like watching myself and I still I still go back some days and like watch it online but it's it's really I truly have no memory of being on the ice. Oh, it's, yeah. it's complete muscle memory. And then remember, um, uh, one of my friends uh, was filming was filming my reaction when I won, and my face just went completely blank, like just like in complete awe of the fact that I actually like won. And I was just standing there, and then all of my all of a sudden my coaches were like, wait, the did they just, like, say your name? <laughs> it's like, uh, I, I think so. I don't know. And then, like, we went back and watched the replays, and, like, all my competitors literally, like, fell on their head, like, did nothing, yeah. sort of. And I remember, like, just being in complete awe. And I did an interview after that with, uh, he happened to be one of my friends, was in doing the interviews, but he was like, yeah, you made absolutely no sense. Like, you were not speaking properly. And I was just, like, looking <laughs> at the crowd, and I was like, oh, my God, I have no idea what I'm saying right now. Um, but yeah, no, it was just a, it was a really amazing experience. I bet. Mm -hmm. uh, so you said uh, kiss and cry? 
Yeah. What is that? So either uh, either kiss like your coaches on the cheek or whatever and super happy or you cry because you did nothing with your event and that's oh, okay. about it. So yeah, so like kiss because you're happy, cry because uh, you're done. You're <laughs> sort done. Of thing. Yeah. It's literally just like a booth that you sit in yeah. and then the judges judge you while you're sitting there. <laughs> yeah. So what's your, what's your best... Uh trick or move <laughs> um what can you do can you do like a can you do a triple something yeah i do i did up to i could do all my triples okay um, so i did all of those um and it's it's weird like a lot of people when they have their growth spurt don't like can't really do anything within that year or two years of having your growth spurt okay and i got all of my all of my triples within the year that i got my growth spurt so that's when kind of like judges and coordinators and whatever started noticing me and I was like yeah I grew nine inches but I can still do everything like <laughs> you should sort of take a look over here so how tall um, are you I'm five uh five seven five, five eight seven, yeah you yeah. look taller oh yeah <laughs> I really I do but uh, yeah. it's, the, it's the legs oh, okay <laughs> All right, so can you do like a quad or anything like is that um a... so we have like a thing called like is we call it a fish hook so okay. basically a coach skates behind you <laughs> the coach skates behind you um with literally what looks like a fishing rod okay and ties you into this harness and you do a jump and they lift you so okay. you can do like i do quads on that but um otherwise i tried once and i sprained my ankle i tried a second time sprained my other ankle oh. so then i didn't try that didn't try. again <laughs> so like do the uh, do the like Olympic champion females do quads or is it uh, only the men? Is there... More the men. More men the men definitely okay. do more um more quads than the females. We have a couple ladies who do it, but uh I was supposed to be working on them this year more. Okay. But then with COVID and had having to take so much time off, I just never went back. Yeah, obviously I don't watch a lot of figure skating. No, no. I mean <laughs> You know what? To be completely honest with you and uh Ryan is going to be so happy that I said this because, see, he thinks he's right all the time. <laughs> but he's gonna, um, I don't watch figure skating. Oh, really? I okay. really don't. I uh, I watch my friends. I sometimes, like, when I was still skating, good, would go back and watch myself for my coaches, and that's about it. But uh, otherwise, I don't really watch too much figure skating, which is bad to say because I'm... A uh, figure skater. You know, yeah. yeah, exactly. But uh, no, it's... Uh, yeah, I don't watch too much of it. No. Um, what was I going to ask? I don't remember. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So do you watch a lot of figure skating there, right? I have not, no. I think I've watched a couple episodes of, uh, what is it? Uh, Battle of the Blades. Battle of the Blades. Blades that's when that. they take hockey players and, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's the only thing I've watched, really. I think I, maybe during the Olympics I watched the odd thing. Definitely, whenever, definitely forced on, you to but... watch myself skate watch me skate a couple times yeah, online. Yeah, let me just google myself <laughs> <laughs> you know what if the videos pop up they pop up there's nothing i can do about it. <laughs> uh yeah i don't think i've watched any figure skating since like elvis stoico and uh <laughs> yeah. i don't remember the other guy's name uh, liz were... man there's like liz manley Brandon oh that's Marcer. that's old liz man yeah. isn't she like 84 uh no, she's like in her forties or fifties now. Yeah, I think like... she won, I think she won in she won silver in Calgary. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um oh Tanya Harding. Oh, well, yeah. I watched the movie. The, yeah, I thought that was Tanya. good that was a good uh, yeah. good movie. She's um, a, yeah, she's a special one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never, you never whacked anybody with a. Um, I came close a couple. No, I'm just no. kidding. <laughs> no, 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 I never did. 
So, um, so you switched from uh, doubles to singles or singles to doubles? How'd that go? Um, so I did a lot of a lot of single skating, which is like you're literally by yourself. If you make a mistake, it's on you, and if not, then uh, you know, like, good on you. But if you're with uh, with a partner, it's you share the responsibility. So that's I think that's what made it so fun for me, and also I huge adrenaline junkie yeah um so i love the feeling of just being thrown like 10 feet in there like twisted and lifted and you yeah. know like it's it's a really big thrill to be honest with you so no that's uh that's definitely a lot go ahead it doesn't matter <laughs> ryan's just making himself another drink here so that's uh, for the usual <laughs> yeah um yeah so uh how far did you go in the doubles? Uh... Um, I had a couple of junior Grand Prix on there. So just as far in, in doubles as in yeah. singles. Uh, this year was actually my my year to choose. I, I had a couple of tryouts in um, before, like, so like January, February. Caught a couple of tryouts with a couple of different guys. And just uh, this was my year to choose. Normally if you go, so we have like different levels. So obviously junior is lower than senior so junior I did both and um senior it was my year to choose like are you gonna do singles are you gonna do pairs sort of thing and um this was I was gonna make the decision in uh March April and then COVID hit so I didn't have to make the the decision Uh, so that was good (laughs) yeah I uh I tried figure skating once um (laughs) We were in the, there. There was a big tournament in Pembroke every year. I, I don't know if it was called the Silver Stick. I know there is a Pembroke Silver Stick tournament. Anyway, we uh, we were there, and there was a figure skating expedition going on, mm-hmm. and uh, in between games, yeah. and the guys weren't really paying attention. So, and we were all in our equipment because we were going to the finals, mm-hmm. and we were waiting around for the finals to start. And um, so one of the girls comes off the ice and she's like, you guys think you're so good. Why don't one of you come out and try to figure skate? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> so I get out there and I'm, I'm trying to follow her around the ice and I tried to do a little spin and I fell on my head and uh, hit my head on the ice. And um, yeah, so it didn't work out too well for me. She gave me her phone number though. So that was, uh, that was good. Didn't do me a lot of good her living in Pembroke and all, but, um, yeah, it was, uh, I remember uh, my, my dad and I used to fight all the time when I was little, like, Oh no, hockey's better. Figure skating's better. Blah, blah, blah. One time I, I got him to buy figure skates yeah. and get on the ice with me. And as soon as he got on the ice, like his first step, he had his toe pick fell. Yeah. He got up and he got off the ice and he was like, oh, we're not fighting anymore. We're not doing this. <laughs> And I think his skates are still in his basement in yeah. Ottawa to this day, and he's like has not touched them. Like you could blow on them, and all the dust would fly off. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I played soccer with your dad. He was a he was a good soccer oh, player. Oh yeah, yeah, he was yeah. our goalie. So, <laughs> yeah. So did you get to play any other sports uh, growing up, or is that strictly for good? Um, you know, my parents always tell the stories of like when I played like softball, soccer, and uh, and soccer. I'd sit in the way out in the field and pick dandelions. Yeah, we yeah. got picked dandelions. Um, Softball, uh, by the time I was always out in, in the far in the field, yeah. I didn't really do anything. So I'd sit there, put gravel in my gloves, and by the time the ball, ball came out there, there was so much gravel in my glove, I couldn't pick up my arms. So <laughs> <laughs> it was that. Yeah, no, we always had like this one really good kid on our team and whatever. So I was just like, yeah, he'll get it. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll stay back here. I'm not going to waste my energy. <laughs> well, it's, it's tough these days. You, you kind of have to specialize. Uh, or 
that seems to be the way things are going. Mm-hmm. You, you specialize or you get left behind. So exactly. Um, I'm I'm of the other opinion that you you know you want the kids to play everything like yeah. Poor Haley there. I put her in every single thing she can. <laughs> I, I, I force her to play basketball. She absolutely hates it. Um, but uh, I like basketball, so <laughs> she's going to go. Um, I'm not up for any parenting awards. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Any other stories or are we good to wrap this up? Do you guys? Uh, I, don't know. I don't know. But you've been doing all the talking. Do you have anything else to say? <laughs> I think I said it all. Well, you I mean, said it all. I guess you could probably go on for damn yeah, as far as oh, hockey yeah. stories and anything, you could go on forever, but at the end of the day, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. no, I think that's uh that's pretty good. We're we've gone an hour and ten minutes here, so no yeah, that's uh, that's pretty good. So I'd like to thank you guys for coming on. This was this was great, it was a lot of fun. Thanks thank for you for having, yeah, thank thanks you. for having us. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right, really appreciate it. And uh, good luck with your uh, your skating school. We'll see you on Wednesday night. Yeah, if, if there's, uh, I think we said still have two or three spots left. Yes, if anyone's exactly. Interested, uh, <laughs> okay, well, this less than sign up. <laughs> this is co- this is coming out on uh, advertisements. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. No, it's the least they can do. Um, coming out uh, Saturday night, usually around eight o'clock. So uh, yeah, hopefully uh, we get some more kids out Thank for you. you. Perfect. Thank you so much. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Life's a foolish game Do you ever feel the same? Or maybe we could change Turn the ship another way Feel it in the darkness Sailing right into those jagged cliffs Yeah Some say we've always been insane Hey, life's a foolish game